Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. This is the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Spicy Pecan Podcast. I am your host, the spiciest pecan, Nina, and I'm super excited to be back with you guys again. Um, Listen, if you are brand new to the show, make sure you are liking and subscribing. And if you're returning and you're listening to me on the pod directories, make sure to leave a review and share the show with someone that you think would would like it. Um, You know, the more we share the more we care. So I certainly appreciate that. And a lot of people have been doing that. I definitely appreciate it. Viewership has been growing. The Instagram numbers are going up. Um, Not so much Facebook, but I don't really advertise on that as much. So uh, just make sure you're following the show and sharing. Really cool episode for you guys this week. Um, We are going to keep it somewhat light we are going to actually get into the news it's been a little while we've been doing a lot of interviews a lot of dope interviews i hope you guys have been enjoying i am so blessed with this podcast experience i get an opportunity to meet some of the coolest coolest people i am developing friendships and business relationships with people um, that are doing some of just like the most interesting things so i am so grateful to you guys thank you for giving me a space Um, you know, to develop this and um, thank you for participating in the show. So one of the first stories I want to get into is obviously, um, as we look along the news, we are seeing that there is an attack on female reproductive rights. Now, this has been in the news constantly. So I know a lot of, you know, a lot of us are very aware of this issue. Um, As you know, Texas passed uh, essentially an abortion ban, which includes snitches. (laughs) So Texas, of course, of course, Texas, guys, of course. If it's not Florida, it's Texas, right? So Texas passes this bill. Abortions are illegal after six weeks. No one even knows that they're pregnant, you know, um, uh, like I think people typically realize they're pregnant as early as six weeks, if anything. I've never been pregnant, never, you know, that that hasn't been my walk in life, so I can't speak to that myself. But pretty common fact that, you know, especially, I mean, we're, you know, just being a woman, <laughs> um, that cycle don't go, you know, the way that, it, it don't work like clockwork like that. Not for all of us, not for most of us. So, um, there's no way of even knowing. So interesting thing about this, because I know everybody knows about this story, but I wanted to put a little twist on it. And I saw this article about OkCupid. We talk about online dating here. Is anyone on uh, OkCupid? Is that like a hot site? I've never been on that. I've done like Tinder for a hot second. Um, I think I had it for maybe like a day or two. I just wanted to see it. Um, Plenty of fish. A lot of people are on that. Uh, You know, just like the traditional things. And then You know, when you're gay, there's like specific ones you go to, like plenty of fish and her. Um, 
okay cupid and this is what we're talking about when we talk about corporate responsibility companies do have a stake in what happens politically so uh okay cupid actually added a badge to their member profiles that say i am pro-choice funny thing is they launched this uh i believe a little less than a week ago and already the men who have been adding this badge to their profiles have gotten twice as many replies as they did previously. So this was a jab from the company OkCupid in response to the Texas bill that bans abortion after six weeks. I love it, I love it. If we're spending money with these companies, if we're doing business with these companies and working at these companies, they should be involved in the things that affect us. And I guarantee you there's a lot of women that work at OkCupid, right? I'm sure there's a lot of women who utilize that platform, OkCupid. You need to. You can't get the guys there if you can't get the girls there. So this affects the people that use their platform and the people who work for that platform. This is what we are this is what we mean when we talk about corporate responsibility. Businesses that are doing business with us in our communities that we are working for have a responsibility to do the right thing by us. So if politicians want to go rogue and start passing bills that are so, so unfair, so retroactive to where we're going, I absolutely believe that corporations have a responsibility to stand up and put their line in the sand of where they stand morally. And the more that we pressure the people that we do business with to do this, the better off we are. Plus it's dope. Like, I mean, you're on a dating profile, you get to see that this guy is pro-choice. Okay, then that might be someone who's a little more in line with what I believe, right? I love it, love it, love it. The best part of this is that OkCupid is gonna donate $1 per badge that is added to their profile. So by adding the I am pro-choice badge, that will clock to them. They are going to donate $1 per badge up to $50,000 to Planned Parenthood, which I just think is fantastic. And also for the record, just in case anybody is confused, because I still hear people saying this, Planned Parenthood is not for just for abortions. In fact, abortions are a very, very small portion of what they do. When I was in college, I didn't have healthcare. I think I was in that weird limbo of being a student, so I probably qualified for, actually no. When I was in college, we didn't have Obamacare and all of those things, so it wasn't guaranteed that I would get state insurance. And that probably was the case, because I'm, sure I'm sure I applied for anything that I was, um, anything that was available. But the point being, Planned Parenthood was really one of the only places that I could go to when I was in college to get my regular visits. And when I was there, I didn't, you know, like a lot of the people that are there, um, you got older women there, you have, so what I'm trying to basically say is, when every time I went in the waiting room, there were many people in that waiting room where there was no way possible they could have possibly been pregnant. Okay, no way possible. So Planned Parenthood is, is a, it's a healthcare resource for underprivileged people. So just keep that in mind. 
keep that in mind because people just, you know, they think that it's just all about abortions and it's not. And remember, <clears throat> an abortion is a, it's a medical necessity in certain cases, okay? One. And two, I do believe that it is a personal choice. I think that it is cruel and unusual punishment to make someone go throughout the entire term, a nine month pregnancy, a nine month act that you have to you know, move forward with because the state says that you have to. I don't think that that's right when it's my body. Specifically since me having the child or not having the child does not directly affect your ability to have children or not have children. And the state is not forcing you specifically who is against this to take my child and care for my child. And even when the state does get involved and take care of children, we see what happens, okay? We've seen what the foster care system looks like. We have heard the horror stories of the adoption process. We have seen what DIFUS does to families. There are several families now fighting for their kids to um, fighting for their kids to come back home because of very minor, tiny little things. So let's not act like the state just has it all together to a point where I can feel some type of um, some type of relief in the fact that I'm forced to live out this term, even though I don't want to, and it's my body. So I don't know. I am very, very open to having a conversation with anybody about this topic. If you would like to be on the show, hit me up. I'm open, I'm easy to talk to, and I'm always um, down to learn and stand, be stand, you know, I, I don't have a problem being uh, corrected. This is what I'm here to do. I am here to grow and learn. And no, I'm not always gonna be right, and I do reserve the right to evolve. But um, I'm pretty firm on that, so we could try. Jumping into a little, uh, something a little lighter, the Fuji's, La, Fu La Fuji, La Fula. Oh, the Fuji's, do you guys remember the days? So the score, that big album that the Fuji's had, they did have, uh, the score was actually their sophomore project. They had a project before that, I forgot what the name was, it's a crazy title. Um, I'm forgetting what the name was, but I did hear a few tracks off of that recently. Um, but the score, guys, it has been 25 years since the score came out. That's crazy. That is crazy. So anyway, the Fugees had a reunion tour. They got together to celebrate the anniversary of the score album. Um, and they're actually kicking off something that's called Global Citizen Live. So Global Citizen Live is, um, it calls on world leaders to defend the planet and defeat poverty. It's happening on September 25th. I never even heard about the festival, but uh, the festival, but I want to do some research and find out more because it sounds really dope. So the Fugees had a very intimate performance in New York on uh, where was it? South Street Seaport. Um, Star-studded event. Busta Rhymes was there. Miguel was there. Shaggy was there, um, and I'm I'm sure a lot, a couple others. I think there was one other person um, that they mentioned. But anyway star-studded event intimate affair um that they had a couple of days ago and it was to kick off it was kind of like a pre 
um, you know, kicking off of this festival that is going to be happening on the 25th. Uh, I, I think it's dope, guys. I really do. Um, you know, I have my my little things with Lauren Hill. And, you know, I definitely am one of those people that say she's slightly overrated just in the fact that, yes, she did have her time with the Fugees, but she really only put out one project. So when we're talking about greats, we have to consider the fact that people have been in the industry so long consistently, consistently putting out music, consistently um, being on top 10 and you know so I look at those people as legends because I'm not saying Lauren Hill struck gold or you know had a lucky moment but a lot of times these artists basically say that first project is like a culmination of almost everything that you wanted to do as an artist that second project is now a test of you being an artist now now an established artist you've released your first project so it's a lot more pressure it's a different game to put out that second album and she never did that so that's you know that's my only criticism about her um but listen they are they're new jersey natives so you know we got to represent lauren is from um east orange i don't know if you guys knew that um i did want to talk a little bit about where you know mood's gonna dip down just a little bit but this is actually really good information um, you know, as we can, as we've seen on the news, the issue in the border um, is just crazy. I don't know if you guys have been seeing these photos. I'm sure you have. If you're on social media, like I'm on social media, um, the way that they are treating these Haitians at the Mexican-American border is absolutely insane. And I'm not going to beat a dead horse. You guys know how I feel about this certain type of thing. They wouldn't do it if these people were from Italy. They wouldn't do it if these people came here, you know, from Ireland. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do it if they came from Denmark or Amsterdam or something like that and there was a, a disaster and they landed themselves on the Mexican border. They wouldn't do it. You have these border patrol police with whips? Bro, whips? After the summer that we had last year where the entire world got up and protested, and y'all motherfuckers out here with whips, whipping black people. It's 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 absolutely insane. And I know you were infuriated seeing that because I was infuriated seeing it because we know the deal. We know this don't happen to others. This happens to us. And I want to share some facts. I did share this on my social media, but I want to share some facts about Haiti and specifically the Haitian American relationship. If you check my Instagram page, um, I have some a carousel that I reposted from Amanda Seals, actually, who I follow and love. Oh, oh my God. Amanda Seals liked one of my comments, y'all. You know, I was having a good day that day. I was like, all right, Amanda, what's up? Anyway, um, so I reshared a post that she posted about the relationship between Haiti and America. Now we all kind of know tidbits. We know a little a bit about the revolutionary, um, the Haitian Revolutionary War. We know that Haiti has been one of the countries, um, one of the, the black countries who fought and won for their independence. So um, the post was called Six Ways Haiti Helped the, United, the USA. And I'm gonna show the post as I'm reading them and uh, like I said, you can check out my Instagram. And if you're not a friend of me on Instagram, do that now. So 
During the late 1700s, Haiti was the richest colony in the world, making more money than the entire Spanish Europe or a Spanish empire, okay? When the U.S. was battling against the English, when the U.S. was battling against the English during their revolution, France, after making their wealth off Haiti, gave $9 billion to the U.S. in assistance for that war. Okay? So what helped America win their independence was money from Haiti. Okay, this money was instrumental in winning the war. Without Haitian money, there would be no U.S. independence. And we got these mother effers at the border beating black people. The same people, the same people or countrymen that helped us have independence here. What does that tell us? This tells us that we do not tell our history. We don't tell the truth here. We have such a cartoonized version of the history. When, when you really start looking at it, America has had its hand in all, so many nasty things. America has hand, had its hand in devastation to so many different countries. Yet we walk around and we act like we've done nothing, even to the citizens here. So moving a little further, France used Haiti as a transient point to send military aid to America during its Revolutionary War in support of American Patriot, in support of the American Patriot cause. The gunpowder used in the famous US Battle of Saratoga came from Haiti. So not only did the money to fund the war, nine billion in fact, to fund the war for the independence of this country, the gunpowder that was used to kill the opponents came from Haiti. And we got people at the border beating Haitians right now, yet we wouldn't have American independence if it were not for them. So we can't help them? A country that has had their president assassinated, two, or two earthquakes and a hurricane, Haiti sent over 500 men to fight for the American Patriot cause in Savannah, Georgia, including children as young as 12. One of these children was the future leader of Haiti, Henry Christophe. Do your research about Henry Christophe. When the Haitian Revolution happened, Napoleon losing the world's richest colony to formerly enslaved Africans was desperate for money. So, when the Haitian Revolution happened, it was not only an embarrassment, but you lose all the riches of that colony. Haiti stood up for itself, fought for its independence, and won. So in his desperation to fund his conquests in Europe, he sold 530 million acres of land to America for money, right? This land included Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, Colorado, South Dakota, and where else? 
Minnesota, Wyoming, North Dakota, and Montana. Bro, without the Revolutionary War or, or the Haitian Revolution, these lands would still be owned by the French. All of those states would still be owned by the French. It's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling how we just don't tell the truth. It's mind-boggling that we just act like white people just came to this country and they just knew better. They saw a bigger future and they were smarter than everybody. And thank God for them because they built this amazing colonial empire. Bullshit. Bullshit. Robbed, stole, cheat, raped, killed, murdered, like... During the heights of the American Civil War and the fight to keep slavery alive in the USA, Haiti offered free passage, free passage, land and citizenship to African Americans who could get to New Orleans because there were boats that would go from New Orleans to Haiti. Haiti had been there for us. Haiti said, if you can make your way to New Orleans, I don't know how, but if you can make your way to New Orleans and get on one of those ships, I got land for you here. I got independence for you here. We got Haitians at the border getting whipped. After the Haitian Revolution, France forced Haiti to pay them $21 billion in today's money. 21 billion dollars for their freedom from enslavement over the decades the u.s became one of the appointed debt collectors for france ain't that nice of the united states they fight for their independence and you find them 21 billion dollars and here's the united states coming in we'll collect the debt for you of course you would, because it's black people on the other end of that. And you good at stealing, cheating, murdering, killing, robbing from us? Of course you be a debt collector. Because black people had the gall to stand up and fight for their independence. And that's another reason why, yes, I do believe we should create a new black Wall Street, new black economy here in the United States, but guaranteed that the trickery and the effery will never end. Never. Maybe they can't bomb the black Wall Street down, but maybe they start changing tax codes. Maybe they start doing other things. It's always going to be something. But... I just wanted to give that tidbit because <clears throat> I know a lot of us do not know our history, but we should really, really, really learn more about the Haitian Revolution, how it happened, who were the key players, and also um, the different ties and the different things that the United States has specifically done to black and brown countries. We treat immigration from Africa, the Middle East, uh, Mexico, um, Jamaica, Haiti. We treat 
those immigrants so much differently than we do the immigrants from Greece, the immigrants from uh, wherever, Australia, immigrants from wherever else that's white. We treat them so much differently. So, you know, I would definitely encourage anyone who can to, um, you know, try to donate to a cause, try to uh, donate to something there, um, disaster relief for Haiti. I didn't get an opportunity to research any, but I do know that the Grio put out an article. Um, if you go to thegrio.com, the Grio put out an article um, about Haiti relief and also um, and vetted nonprofits for Haiti relief and um, hurricane relief for the areas of like Louisiana and things like that. Um, organizations that are doing amazing things. So definitely check that out. Listen, I, we just got one more topic for today and we're going to be real quick about it because everybody has been beating this topic to death and I just want to touch on it because it just goes in line with something, a thought that, you know, I just want to leave you guys that we all kind of know anyway. All skin folk ain't kin folk. And I commend people like Jason Lee for shouting out the people who are culture vultures, the people who are predatory to our people, the people who get clout on certain um, media outlets and through relationships with stars and things like that, and then turn around and use predatory practices on your very people. Karen Civil being the one who's in the news right, right now, but there's a laundry list of these people. We just got over an election with Larry Elder who was running in California. Did you see his face? He just looked dumb. He just looks dumb. And then he opens his mouth and you don't even need to hear nothing. Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Daniel Cameron. Remember the bastard who wouldn't charge the cops that killed Breonna Taylor? It's these types of people that we have to call out. And don't be afraid to call them out just because they're supposedly one of us. No, no. What was that book called, The Spook by the Door? There's always been a push to manipulate people that look like you, to deter the movement, to off track, the movement I mean how do you think Malcolm X died how do you think Huey P. Newton died how do you think um what was his name I am a revolutionary Fred Fred Hampton how do you think these people or it wasn't Huey P. Newton it was Fred Hampton they used somebody who looked like us to destroy us and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Candace Owens tries to run for president. Kanye West did it. It's another culture vulture. Lil Wayne did it. Another fucking culture vulture. And I like Lil Wayne's music. But I don't care what anybody says. You sold your soul to get out of something that you did. You want to keep running around with guns, mother effer? Keep running around with guns. But when you get caught, don't sell out people to try to get your ass out, out of it. That's basically snitching. 
It's basically, it, it feels like the same type of violation as snitching if you're in the game. Because it's just a direct violation to your own people. So I'm always going to look at Lil Wayne with a little bit of a side eye now. But that's just me. But I did want to just leave you with that. Um, <laughs> the Karen Civil thing, man, what do you guys think about that? Because she did admit that she did it. So in a way, I see how people are giving her a little bit of a pass because it's like, yo, I came to you. I said I did it. I apologize. But on the flip side of that, she put, she, um, if you don't know the story, Karen Civil marketing maven supposedly in the hip-hop entertainment industry she uh is now being called out by several people that she did business with because she has bad business dealings saying she's going to do something and not doing it doing shady shit around people's backs and um you know just unnecessarily jason lee hollywood unlocked page the instagram went down i think it was three or four months he said it went down that was how he made his money so yeah, you admitted it, but I was out of money for three months and I'm sure he wasn't completely asked out, not having, but I don't know. And she don't know. She don't, the goal probably was to have him asked out. The goal was to knock his ass out. Get him out of here. Let's take down his page and see if he'll survive that. And now because you apologize, we supposed to do what? Not hire lawyers? Now, does jail time feel right? I don't know. How do we feel about criminality in this country? It's okay to, dr to throw the drug dealer in jail. It's okay to throw the dude that is on the corner in jail. But it's not okay to throw these people who are a little more buttoned up, who have office jobs, who do the shadiest shit in the world who ruin communities as well, who steal money from people and ruin people's um, opportunities. I mean, if we're looking at things as far as uh, damage, me selling someone heroin is very damaging to them and the people around them. And me taking down someone's source of income is damaging to them and the people around them. So, She don't know what could have happened. Jason Lee could have took that as like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to do this again. He could have killed himself. You don't know how people are going to react to the shady shit you do. I see a lot of people feeling bad for her online and it's like, yes, I am definitely one of those people that say stand in front of the wrong shit that you do. I'm one of the first people I will admit when I'm wrong. Hey, I said this and I actually, um, that wasn't true. Hey, I dropped the ball on this. It won't happen again. Hey, this ha I put it out there. I'd rather me tell you than you finding out in a certain way and making it bigger than it actually is. Let me address this and walk right through it. We ain't going to skate around. Ain't no punks over here. We ain't kind of trying to jump around. We're not going to avoid the topic. We're going to run right through it because that's the way to do it. And if you have any character or honor about you, that's the way you do it. You stand up to the wrong things that you do and you take the consequences. And you know, maybe she does need to sit down for a little bit. Maybe she does, I don't know. That's not for me to decide. But the last thing that I wanted to say to you guys, let me know what you think about Karen Silva though. Let me know what you actually think about that. 
um, situation. Do you feel bad for her? Do you feel bad? Do you feel like people are now just piling up on her? Or do you feel like, nah, nah, it seems to me like she's been getting away with some stuff for a while. And now that, you know, there's credibility in the story. Now other people are jumping on that and telling their true story. Because maybe a year ago, you could have said it, but maybe it didn't make the news. Maybe people weren't trying to hear it. So maybe that's why it seems like a pile on. I don't know. Tell me what you think. But the last thought I wanted to leave you guys with, this has been a crazy month, year, two years. Um, and I'm constantly talking about self-care and checking in with yourself. I had an issue for the past couple of weeks, um, <clears throat> you know, that I am managing with uh, relationships with people. Not in family or very close, but, but associates. And... What I have realized is you cannot give two ishes about what people think about you. You have to take a real good look at what who you are and what you're doing and figure out how you feel about who you are and what you're doing before you take in the opinion of someone else. This is your race. You get one opportunity at this regardless of who your kids are, who your parents are, who your coworkers and friends are, this life is truly about you. When the kids are grown, they're going to make their own lives. They are not gonna be focused on what you got going on day in, day out. And it's gonna happen a lot sooner than you think. I see a lot of people who lose themselves in, in raising children. They lose their passions, their hobbies. They forget who the hell they are. What did I even like before I had kids? What did I like to do before I started this job that took over my entire life? I'm saying this to remind people, to remind the people that watch my show, worry about how you feel about what you're doing and how you're living before you take in advice from anyone else this is your show this is your movie you have to focus on yourself don't allow circumstances and people regardless of how close husbands kids friends don't let those things completely knock you off your square you were sent here to do more than simply get a job raise a family there are things that you individually have to offer. And a lot of people are doing them, but some of us are not. And I constantly have these conversations with people where my advice typically is, why do you give an F? Why? What about you needs that validation from either strangers or other people? So I just wanted to leave you guys with that. I know things are very stressful, but every once in a while, I think in the podcast that I listen to and the shows that I listen to, every once in a while, a little line, a little tidbit will stick in there. So I always just like to throw that stuff out. Listen, guys, another one in the can. And I feel like I was here, there, 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 there. <laughs> I didn't do um, a whole lot of pre-planning for this show, but there were, you know, obviously some topics that I wanted to get into. 
I hope that that information about the Haitian um, or Haiti and its uh, relationship with the United States was helpful for you. But I really hope that you take that one step further and do your own research and learn more about how the U.S. has interacted with black and brown countries and what we need to do moving forward to take care of us. Listen, guys, I love you as always. Stay spicy. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Spicy Pecan Podcast.